Welcome to House of Hoops with Bo, Brian, and Jeff. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. It's episode 71. It's Monday night, June 28th, 2021. Thank you for listening. Here tonight with me in studio is Brian Clark. Hey. Hey. And coming to us virtually from St. Paul, Minnesota, is Bo Brady. Hey, what's up? What's up, Bo? Hope y'all are doing well tonight. We're going to talk some hoops. We're going to have some fun covering a little NBA stuff. House of Hoops can be found on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us anytime and leave a voicemail. It's 901-365-75. We hope you all enjoy tonight. going to talk about tonight the lottery nba news playoffs but before we get into any of that bo how are you doing tonight i'm doing wonderful thanks for asking yeah good what have you been up to this week uh i had to drive to fargo to buy a car like north dakota yeah all right that takes a day. How long a drive is that? It's four hours. To get there? And then four hours to get back. All right. That's a day. That was a full day. That's cool, though. So uh, just going out and buying cars now? Yeah, uh, basically, yeah. One car had uh, a... Uh, we, the Toyota dealer told us here that the... Uh, the mechanic there said that we had a head gasket that was leaking coolant. He showed us a video of it. It would appear that it's actually leaking coolant. And we started talking to them about a, a car. They told us they'd give us 5,500 for the car with a uh, leaking head gasket coolant, but they didn't have the car that Kate wanted. Mm. The dealership in Fargo had the car she wanted. And so we traded it in and got the Kate the car she wanted. Hmm. So she wanted a particular car. Yeah. And you just went and got it. Yeah. Makes all the sense did. in the world. So I'm a little confused. Why, when I want a particular car, 
I, well, I put it's that problem. Well, the, the context I put it in was if I was Jeff Hausman <laughs> and I worked a mile, my job was about a mile from my house. And if I need to use my car for work, I have to drive to the bank and maybe run to the grocery store in, in the pinch to pick up a few things. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of your uh, mm-hmm. uh, vehicle use, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And you also live in the South with a nice climate. And the Honda Civic <laughs> is the perfect car for your lifestyle, in my opinion. Yeah, it doesn't have, have a lot of leg room. Yeah, well. It's not the most comfortable car in the world, I guess. I don't know. I could but you, you I could debate lot. this forever. For anybody that doesn't know, what was it like th- two weeks ago, three weeks ago? It was it was pretty recent. It was very recent. I told fact. Bo that I wanted to upgrade to a truck, and he just gave me all kinds of shit for it. Seemed unwarranted. <laughs> but that's all right. You're entitled to your opinion, as am I, and the ability to spend my own money. <laughs> hey, man, you do you, do you but... But I've pretty much talked myself out of it since then. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I just need to get A to B. <laughs> I don't want a car note. If I have a car note, I can't just like, I don't know. There's a lot of other things that would suffer. Just financial freedom for one. and uh, Not being stuck on some loan for however many years. I don't know. Trucks are nice, man. I'm sure Kate enjoys having all that space. What kind of car did she get? A Sequoia. Yeah, the hugest truck in the world. That's that's a yeah. It's a bus. That's a he- fucking huge. Yeah. I uh, I think I would have maybe thought a Forerunner with a third row would have been good, but mm-hmm. I thought wrong. Nope, not enough. Sounds like she uh, is calling the shots. Well, it's the, her her fucking car was busted basically and she you know why spend four thousand dollars fixing her car when the other heads could go ahead and do the same thing sure it had two hundred fifteen thousand miles on it so it was it was time all right that's and cool this is the car she wanted and the trip went all right yeah yeah within uh this weekend we went up to a friend's as they say in minnesota friend's cabin <laughs> we went up to the cabin about three and a half hours north in uh near park rapids minnesota so that was nice oh cool yeah nice anything else this week uh no that's about it yeah buying cars and doing a weekend at the cabin a little r and r yeah it was fun cool how about you brian what have you been up to this week oh you know uh, uh Working a living. Uh, hit the pool at my parents' house yeah. yesterday. That was a good time. Okay. Um, work on my tan a little bit. Sunbathing. Already got a sunburn, so now I got to turn it into a suntan. <laughs> These are important things yeah. for, for the summer. Just working on planning a, a trip out of town soon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Getting ducks in a row there. Watch some basketball process, some some NBA news. I feel like we had a lot this past week. Yeah. And I uh, guess that's it, man. Randomly went on like a – for some reason, I caught myself watching a bunch of Westerns hmm. this past week. Bo likes Westerns. 
This is true. I love westerns. Uh, watched Unforgiven. That's a great one. Watched True Grit, the new one. Uh huh. Django Unchained. <laughs> is that a western? I like the first half of it. Is a western. Some it's a good movie. Going. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was another one in there somewhere that I watched. Did you ever, speaking of like Clint Eastwood movies, did you ever watch The Mule with him? Oh my God. <laughs> I, fi- I finally saw that like pretty recently in the, within, you know, the past couple months. That movie's fucking hilarious. It's like goofy as shit, man. <laughs> he had a threesome, didn't he? Yeah. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a ladies' man in that movie. I wonder where he got that uh, the idea to turn that character into a ladies' man like that. Do you think it's strange that in every Clint Eastwood movie, his family hates him? <laughs> it's something he's pulling from somewhere. Gotta be. Yeah. Like Gran Torino. Yeah. His family hates him. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'd have to dive deep into Clint Eastwood yeah. to figure that one out. He's got an extensive filmography. Yeah. A lot. What else you been up to? Any other westerns? You listed a couple. I think, man, I think that's it. Yeah, those are the only ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I didn't really like seek them out. They were just, you know, just like after a after a ball game, I'm cruising through, you know, HBO or something. The all those channels, and that's just kind of what I settled on. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen Unforgiven. Oh man, it's so it's so good. I was just looking at Gene Hackman and Morgan Freeman. Like yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I love Gene Hackman. Also, side note, he's great. <laughs> no, it's good. You should you should watch it. Yeah, I think I will. Have you guys seen the Lonesome Dove miniseries? No, I have. I've I've caught a little bit, a little bit of it here and there, but I haven't seen it in its entirety. I've heard it's really good. I've heard it's, it's excellent. I've heard it's considered like one of the one of the most like kind of authentic Western series. It's just good. Robert Duvall's awesome. And yeah. It's just it's just really good. Danny Glover, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah. Unforgiven, man. Hmm. All right. What's it about? You're going to have to watch it, doggy. <sighs> Fine. I remember, no, I remember years ago having it, and this is when Deadwood was still on coming on HBO. And I remember talking with a guy. We were talking with a guy just about how we liked Western movies and and he asked me, he was like, you ever seen Lonesome Dove? And I was like, no, nah, I haven't. I need to check it out. I was like, well, right now, you know, I'm watching Deadwood. And he just like shit all over Deadwood. And he's like, that show sucks. You need to watch Lonesome Dove. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, I mean, I'll watch it, but let's go back to <laughs> Deadwood sucks. <laughs> they made Tommy Lee Jones look super old. He's got like white hair and a white beard. Black ass eyebrows. Doesn't uh. Does Lonesome Dove happen over like the course of a like a longer period of time, or is it? I don't know why um, I'm thinking of that movie. Like pe- people age a little bit in the movie or the or the series. Like I, I could be totally thinking of something else. But. No, it's pretty. It's like I think it's three episodes, kind of back to back to back. Okay. Hmm. All right. Steve Buscemi is in it. Is he in Lonesome Dove or says, in says he, Unforgiven? Uh, Lonesome Dove. It says he plays uh, Luke. <laughs> Man, it's been several years since I've watched it, but it's good. All right. You just remember it being good. All right. Cool. Jeff, what have you been up to? Uh, let's see. I rewatched Ghost. <laughs> Classic. 
Remember that one from 1990? My biggest takeaway from that movie is I didn't realize how short of like a time frame that movie covers. Oh, yeah? I think it's all over like the course of three days. Okay. <laughs> like the whole movie. Swayze gets murdered. Well, you have notes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to make it a whole thing. So Swayze gets murdered. And of course, it's 1990, so it's like definitely not a white guy that murders him. And he gets murdered the same day that villain dude finds out that Swayze's like onto his scam. So that's like all in the first like day or whatever. And then Swayze, so he's dead, he starts stalking Demi Moore. And I guess that could be over like a couple of days. It's not really clear in the movie. But like it's early on because Swayze's still figuring out his powers and like how to be a ghost. So it can't really be that long. Then he finds Whoopi Goldberg pretty much immediately. And Whoopi talks Demi into thinking she can communicate with her dead boyfriend. That's like a day. And we're halfway through the movie. Then the villain dude, the uh, financial money laundering dude. The evil landowner. Yeah. <laughs> that same day, the villain dude leads Swayze to the murderer's apartment and like unknowingly spills the beans on what happened and why Swayze got murdered. The next day, Demi Moore goes to the cops and totally embarrasses herself talking about ghosts and shit with the cops. That night... The Carl villain dude tries to seduce Demi right in front of Swayze, who's just sitting in the corner, like, crying. And then the next day, Swayze and Whoopi commit bank fraud, and the whole movie kind of unravels and ends by 11 p.m. It's like three days, I swear. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. Maybe it's because Swayze's, like, wearing the same clothes the whole movie. But what a journey that movie provides. <laughs> I mean, it's a great comedy. I recommend it to everyone. What a great, like, uh, late 80s, early 90s Swayze movie. Should we talk some hoops? Yeah. Good idea. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Do you guys want to talk coaches? Like, that's kind of a big story this week. There are numerous coaching hirings. Sure. I guess the first one was M.A. Udoka. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, that's pretty good, Jeff. The former Knicks, Blazers, Spurs, Kings player. Former Spurs assistant coach, 2012 to 2019. And he spent the last two years with the Sixers and the Nets. I think that's a good pick for Boston. I think he's tough. I think he's really going to motivate these Celtics players to be better. I think he understands the value of hard work. He's had to work hard for his NBA career. And I think that'll translate to the players that he coaches. What do you guys think about that one? Apparently, uh, he's already kind of gotten in Tatum and Brown's ear. There mm -hmm. was a report today that said that he's already kind of, he's approached them and just kind of motivated them a little bit. You know, <clears throat> why, 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 aren't, why are you settling for, for where you're at? You guys should be all NBA players. Mm -hmm. um, and they're for it, right? Yeah. 
yeah, it seems like he's getting in there and pushing those guys. I like the hire. I mean, he's from – anytime you get a like an ex-Spurs role player that moves into coaching, I feel like that's typically mm-hmm. – um, I like that trajectory. Yeah. Um, he's a pop guy, but he's also worked – with other teams, you know, yeah, that you listed them earlier. So he's played overseas. Yeah. I mean, he, he nothing's come easy to this guy. I feel like, yeah, I think he's got he's got bona fides, and I mean, I think we know that Brad Stevens is going to be the guy pulling most of the strings anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I I think it's a good pick. I like it. Yeah, I wish him luck. I got no complaints or anything really bad to say about it. So, mm-hmm. Bo, from what people have been saying, that he's been on the short list of next head coaches for a while. Mm-hmm. And he interviewed for the Grizzlies job twice, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Interesting enough, but it should work, I would I would assume. Sounds like it will. Yeah, I don't know what Boston's expectations are. I mean, they're in the East, so that I, I'd say the playoffs are the expectations. Sure. Let's it see. It would be too hard to get in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. There's some strong teams in the East at that bottom, bottom tier. Indiana, Boston, they'll all be trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Washington. It's not going to be easy. First time head coach, you got to expect there's going to be some errors. But I don't know if this is like a hire them and we have to win right away situation. I think it, if it takes a few years for him to settle in and like really get his bearings as head coach, then I think it's okay because – the team is so young for the most part i mean those stars are tatum and yeah Brown. but i mean they've had they've had already had a certain amount of success so sure like bo said they gotta they gotta be making the playoffs sure what did uh what did they get back for for kemba it was uh, al horford right yeah um and they just got off kemba's contract yeah basically right. it's just a shorter contract. they gave him their 16th pick this year oh yeah okay Boston gave up the 16th pick to get Al Horford. Yeah. I think a lot of that was just getting away from Kemba. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what they do with what they do after that trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's going to be a very exciting offseason watching the Celtics. See what Stevens does as the new head of that team. Let's see, what else? Uh, so the Pacers hired Rick Carlisle as the new head coach. Got him a four-year deal. It's the most Indiana pick for a coach possible. <laughs> I think that's really all I think about it. He'll, I feel like he'll do a good job. He's a win now coach. Yeah, that's a good move for Indiana. Veteran coach. Champion. Yeah. And Carlisle has always been able to adapt. I mean, that roster's, you've said it on here a hundred times. We love that. Ro- I love that roster. I think that roster's better than how they played last season. Carlisle should be able to just step in and lead that team into the playoffs, I think. What do you think, Bo, about Carlisle? I think the playoffs should be, again, they're in the East, and they should very easily be a top-six seed, assuming Karis LeVert is is healthy. Yeah. You got a, a good wing to go with Sabonis. Well, they're getting TJ Warren back too. Yep. And I think it'll be a really good team. That front court, Miles Turner, Sabonis. Just seems like a really complete team. They're going to be a little weak on the bench. I don't know. They're going to have to find some guys. 
for their bench. I think they're going to lose McDermott to free agency and uh, TJ McConnell. Yeah, he's their point guard. Yeah, they're going to lose that, him too. Didn't he get a triple double of steals this year? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I think I remember that. He was leading the league in steals for a, a while. Yeah, it was crazy. I'd... I liked him in Philly. Oh yeah, McConnell. Yeah, yeah. Scrappy mm-hmm. hustler. Yeah, he came off the bench that game for uh, the triple double. Hmm. What's the record for steals in a game? I wonder. I think that Carlisle's a slam dunk for them. I mean, I think getting any veteran coach is good for them after they, you know, let McMillan go and mm-hmm. hired. They had their awful experiment with Bjorgren. Oh yeah, they, I think they just need they just need to wipe that from history and hiring Carlisle. I think it's the best way for them to do that. Yeah, they just went like ultra safe and proven. Yeah, it's like yeah, they made they gambled them. they gambled and lost. <laughs> yeah, so they went a different direction. They went with the veteran. I think it's interesting that there were reports coming out of Dallas that some of the players didn't like Carlisle. They they felt like he kind of mm. rubbed players the wrong way. It was difficult to get along with. But you don't know if that's just you know mm. if that's just players leaking stuff to media. Well, and the Dallas whole thing better. is a shit show. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'd probably I'd probably be in a shitty mood to be an asshole all the time too. So. Yeah, Carlisle might have been acting out. Who knows? Yeah. I got the steals pulled up. TJ was one away from the record. The record is Kendall Gill with 11 in 1999. That's so crazy. And TJ had 10. There's a few players with 10, though, like a lot. Looks like almost 15 or hmm. players with 10 steals a game. Draymond Green, Lou Williams, Brandon Roy, Michael Finley, Clyde Drexler, Kevin Johnson, Mookie Blaylock, Alvin Robertson. Alvin Robertson again. Hmm. Michael Jordan, Ron Harper, Alvin Robinson two more times. <laughs> Clyde Drexler again. Fat Lever and Johnny Moore. Hmm. How many how many Gary Payton got? He's, he's, not the, he's not on the 10 steals list. No, he's not on the 10 steals list. There's a lot with 9. Ton with 9 and 8. Iverson's got a couple with eight here. I'm looking for the glove. There he is at eight, 1999. Brevin Knight got a game with eight in 98. Brevin was good, man. Tom Gugliotta. (laughs) There's another one with the glove at eight. Jordan with eight. I mean, this list goes on for a fucking mile. Anyway. I think I just saw Hakeem Olajuwon's name. Yep, eight steals. Anyway, Stockton on here a lot. It's a lot of the same names over and over, but interesting. All right, what else? Uh, Let's get right into it. What about the Mavs? The Mavs hired Jason Kidd. So Jason Kidd's going back to Dallas. I can't wait to watch this disaster burn. What a mess Dallas has made, it feels like. After they hired Jason Kidd, my first thought was, I kind of hope Doncic does leave Dallas now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it goes so poorly and reflects so poorly on Jason Kidd that Doncic is like, I'm out of here. 
It's definitely a downgrade, I feel like, from Carlisle. Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? I mean, yes. Jason Kidd's one of, as far as I could find, like one of three coaches in the NBA to ever be traded. Yeah, for second-round picks. Yeah, his coaching career is really odd. He began coaching uh, in in Brooklyn in 2013. Mm-hmm. The year after he retired from playing. Right. It was really quick. Yeah. He didn't, I don't think he even, he didn't coach his first two games because he, he pled guilty for that DUI. Oh, he was. So I think he, I think he was actually suspended. He was busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And then he, he comes in and coaches that team. And that was the team with uh, Kevin Garnett, mm-hmm. Paul Pierce. Joe Johnson that year, or was that still Darren Williams? I can't remember. It was Darren Williams. Okay. <clears throat> Darren Williams. Cuban likes control, and he got his guy he can control. Yeah, but, I mean, he he won it out of Brooklyn because he didn't he didn't have enough control, right? I think they had Joe Johnson and Darren Williams. Yeah, so yeah, so Brooklyn traded him to the Bucks. I mean, why, why do you trade a coach? Clearly because you just you want to wash your hands from him. Wash your hands of him. Yeah, they just wanted him out of there. Like a, they wanted to get rid of him. Traded him for second-round draft picks or some shit, right? Yeah, two second-round picks, one in 15, one in 19. Be interested to see who they selected with those picks or if they traded them or even, if they sold them. <laughs> like even Doc Rivers, when he got traded to the Clippers from the Celtics, at least uh, it was for a first-round draft pick. Yeah. <laughs> see Stan Van Gundy he was traded from the heat to the magic that was for a second round pick it's kind of hard to find information about coaches getting traded it just doesn't happen but it happened to Jason Kidd mm-hmm. I guess uh all that trouble he went through was quite some time ago so Mark Cuban thinks he deserves another shot uh, I think it's a mess. The Mavs also hired a first-time front office dude. It's uh, Nico Harrison. I guess the uh, Harrison guy is like s- extremely well-connected. He was a uh, higher up at Nike, like an executive. Mm. Uh, he's got the numbers and names of every player and agent in the league. I suppose he's been hired to do recruiting for Dallas. Mm to try to bring in guys to surround Luca, top-name players. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know. The guy has – he's never done front office work. He has no idea about, like, salary cap. I mean, it's not the hardest thing to figure out, but there are some really intense details when it comes to salary caps. You're, are you suggesting that he's going to get screwed on a Porzingis trade? I feel like he might get screwed somehow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot to learn. Yeah. Like how to run a team. This guy, all he's ever, I think he's a really smart dude and he's really good with people. This Nico. But there's a lot more too. And when was the last time a GM really like was responsible for like recruiting players? Usually it's like the players recruiting uh, players. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, like it's, it's another downgrade. I yeah. mean, they, they went from Donnie Nelson to this guy. Yeah. I just I don't see any of it being successful in Dallas. 
I think it's like you said, I think it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a total mess. Yeah, I think so. And then Luca will probably bail him out just by being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be watching Boston and Dallas with these new coach situations really closely. And Boston because I'm just really antsy to see what Brad Stevens does as a executive. Bo, do you have an opinion here? Mm. <laughs> Dallas? No. Yeah. I mean... We'll see. Yeah, it's all kind of a we'll see. All right, there's one more. The Portland Trailblazers named Chauncey Billups head coach with a five-year deal. All the allegations aside, I think it's a really good decision on both sides. It's a win-now team for Billups and a very smart and motivated coach for the Portland players. You know, he was in trouble with the rape allegations. That was all settled in a civil lawsuit filed by the former rape accuser. No criminal charges were brought. He has Lillard's endorsement, Billups, that is. I see no real problems here besides the allegations, which, I mean, who really knows what went on there? And the the one from, like, 97? Yeah. He paid, uh, like, he paid money to make it go away. Basically, yeah, it settled. So, yeah. I'm not going to get my Mark Jackson Portland head coach pick. Boo-hoo. Brian's not going to get his Lionel Hollins head coach in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like a good move. There's a lot of controversy right now with Damian Lillard and Portland, and it, it kind of looks like he's trying to get out of Portland, but he doesn't really want to say it. Because he's, and me and Brian were talking earlier, because he's cheerleaded for Portland for so long. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you now flip he's and not look like a dick? Anti-super team. Right. He, he's always said he didn't want to join up, and he's made fun of other players for joining up and talk trash about them. So now he's kind of stuck, and he's doing all this weird shit, like uh, using his buddy to stir up controversy, Chris Haynes. And he's just saying all this cryptic shit on Twitter about he wasn't happy how the coaching decision was made or not being involved, and then they pick who he wants. And now he's, like, uh, complaining about fans basically heckling him for the choices he made and his errors on in judgment trying to choose the next head coach. Uh, it just seems like Damian Lillard's just getting older, and he doesn't think that he can win in Portland. That's what it looks like to me. Maybe he's not happy with the other talent on the team. It's hard to say. Uh, he's 31. He's running out of time, isn't he? If yeah. he can't do it by himself. And he's watching. Like They got beat by Denver in the first round this year without Jamal Murray. That's you can't be sitting around like too thrilled about that. And like who's who's going to play in Portland? It's not like a attractive market yeah, for players. Yeah, it's not a big free agent destination. No, that's like a place where you'd have to build a team. And I guess that's kind of the problem is he doesn't believe that they're going to be able to build a team around him in enough time to win a title. 
but he can't really ask out. So he's like in this conundrum. Yeah, he's painting himself in a corner. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. I read several articles and shit about it. and It just looks like uh, it's kind of a ridiculous situation. But he's not like coming out and just saying he wants to leave. <laughs> he's like trying to force Portland's hand or something. It's weird. Like he's been there for a long time. He was drafted there. He's been there for what nine years. You've put in the work, man. I think it would be okay if he just came out and was like, "Look, this isn't that. You guys need to rebuild." Mm-hmm. But that's not why they brought in Chauncey Billups for a rebuild. What's the best trade scenario for Damian Lillard? Go somewhere like Brooklyn. Like would Brooklyn? Would have to trade what, James Harden? <laughs> uh, yeah, because you'd have to make the money match. Yeah, and Harden, I think Harden's contract is more comparable than Kyrie's contract. I checked, and I think that's what I came up with. Is that? And I feel like Brooklyn probably feels like Harden's more expendable than Kyrie. I get that feeling. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, f- I mean, I'd rather. I feel like I'd rather have Harden than well, than the, Irving. Well, the thing is, it's like Kyrie and Durant kind of teamed up mm-hmm. initially. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So that's like already the tandem. Yeah. And then they brought Harden in as like the third wheel. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's the you more think tradable. They, you guy. think they upset Durant if they moved off his guy Irving? Yeah, probably. Gotcha. I think it has. I think it would have to be. But I'm not even thinking about all the other teams that he could go to. It's too much for me right now. <laughs> if he if he could go to Dallas with Luca, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, but would Port like why would Portland take on? I'm assuming Porzingis. But if I but to the same point, I don't think Portland would. Why trade Lillard for? Well, if they had an older superstar. Yeah, because they would. I think that at some point they're going to have to move him. Like it's going to get ugly. And it's going to be like a forced trade. So, yeah, maybe maybe it would be Dallas. Maybe they would take on Porzingis as hopefully. Dallas doesn't have any picks, though. Yeah. Because the Porzingis deal. Maybe New York could figure something out. Yeah, there's the whole Ooh. New York thing because they have all the young talent. But. It's Carmelo just, 2.0 again. I just don't feel like New York would be good enough with Dame Lillard and whatever's left on that roster Uh, yeah (laughs) i don't know we'll see how it goes i don't know i mean you keep in mind that new york went without mitchell robinson last year Uh uh-huh he's still got a return yeah he's good he is i think he will be good i don't know it's an interesting story i don't know would you be willing to run out quickly dame randall Robinson and just whoever else. <laughs> yeah, I like that in the East. Yeah, R.J. Barrett. I mean, I don't know. They probably have to. Maybe they don't have to come off R.J. Barrett. I don't know. Probably. Probably. Okay, okay. fine. But then uh, you you might have money to sign some free agents mm-hmm. too. After that, I think they would. New York's in great financial. Status. Dame playing in the garden would be like, yeah, 
New York would love it. Every single home game is getting nationally televised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For reals. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Grizz. Sorry, Orlando. Sorry, Kings. Mm-hmm. What do you, you think about nothing. all this? Oh, yeah. What do you think about all this, Bo? Trading Dame? I mean, the whole situation is so Oh, uh, what, What's Portland supposed to do? Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, they went and got his coach. They picked one. I, is, is, is that his coach? Those were the two names that he said earlier this month, like early, early in June. He said, Jason Kidd, like right off the bat, his – Coaches were Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups. Well, if they if they gave him a list of names, who else was who else was on the list? Other people they interviewed was Becky Hammond and Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, I don't know whoever else. And I mean, Kidd, you, you got to imagine Kidd pull. They said Jason Kidd pulled out because of the controversy, but mm-hmm. he probably got a call from Cuban and was like, "Hey, give me a week." It's possible he was he had other interviews lined up. Places to be, people to see. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I would have probably just kept kept Terry Stotts and just been. And he's a good coach, and I understand that they've been theoretically underperforming, but it's not easy to win in the playoffs. And beat Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Well, something's got to give. I mean, Damian Lillard's not satisfied with just mediocrity. Did you, yeah, just, com- did you just combine mediocrity and idiocracy? <laughs> mediocrity? <laughs> he did. So I'm just making up words. I don't know. That, that that Portland roster's good enough, but not good enough. It's It's not a good place to be. Maybe they could trade CJ for, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't think trading CJ is the way. I think you got to add to it. Not. I don't think you get addition by subtraction by getting rid of CJ. But hell, if you look on the internet, there's tons of people that have ideas of trades. <laughs> I got to ask because I feel like I ask this every week. Norm Powell's expiring, right? <laughs> or is he on the books next year? He's got a player option for 21-22. That's right. It's a player, yeah. A player option for $11 million. He, I'm willing to bet he thinks he can get more than that. Yeah. Wouldn't you think, Bo? You would think he's going to, because it's a weak free agency class, yeah. He could probably get, it, if not better than that, at least the same mm-hmm. times four years or something like that. I bet he gets like 20, 16 to 20. That's just what guys are going for. That's like what Tim Hardaway Jr. would have got. It's what he did get several years ago. Are we ready to move on? Sure. I think we covered it all, didn't we? Uh, Was there anything I missed in the news? That's all I saw that I cared about this week was, or cared to fucking keep up with was coaching. Yeah. I don't think we should spend any time on it but the the penny hardaway orlando thing is interesting but yeah we don't need to we could we could take calls on that right now feels like a leverage move they'd call people would call they would call brian 
Yeah, man, I just want to say, man, I've been sick of Penny anyhow, and I've been winning anyhow, and the sanctions coming, man. I, I no, no kidding, man. I know he's going to leave. I've been following the Tiger since Mo Iber, and I ain't never seen a coach can't coach like Penny Hardaway. Does I love Greg, him, Greg Hausman, thanks for having me on the show. First time, <laughs> long time. <laughs> Doesn't it all seem like a leverage thing so you could get Larry Brown hired? Yeah. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to go. I don't know, man. The NBA, NBA would jobs. be a, a better life than that college bullshit. Yeah. Agreed. I wouldn't blame him for one second for going to Orlando, playing golf with Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods every day. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't think they offer the job, but I think if they did, he'd take it. Yeah. I think I don't it know, was. man. You get days off in the NBA. I don't think you get them off in college. You get a fucking off season in the NBA. Let's see. <laughs> you don't what get that is, in college. You're calling 15-year-olds. What is Orlando's angle? Orlando's angle maybe is that they really actually did want to hire him. Right? Uh, I mean, from, from what I read is I read that they kind of interviewed him as a courtesy. Okay. And it was supposed to be a kind of a short interview, and then he went in there and he wowed them because – Okay. I mean, Penny. He's an impressive dude. You know, he's sure. he's sure. a he's a he's a great talker. He can sell himself. Sure. And I heard the interview just went a lot longer than they expected. And they and they walked when he walked oh, okay. out. They went, huh? Okay. All right. That was interesting. You okay. know. So almost like Penny like asked for the interview or something. I can't imagine Orlando approached him. Right. I for or his interview. his agent did. Okay. Yeah. There Obviously. you go. So like, basically, he did. Right. <laughs> right. Get me an interview. Okay. So and Orlando's like, yeah, fine. You, yeah. You, you come here. We'll talk to you. I got 30 minutes to kill. Fly on in. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I he knows all those young guys anyway, so Orlando had something to gain also. They have a draft pick coming up so that like their, their general managers can, you know, kind of do some scouting with Penny on that too. Sure, sure. I get like, that. You know the young guys, Penny. What's up with uh, whatever p- – pick we got in the lottery which we didn't talk about the lottery which we can i guess should we draft versus he say in the lottery we're gonna get to the lottery in a minute no <laughs> <laughs> he's not did he i don't even know did so he declare is like yeah. what you said this agent agent asked for an interview yeah. the orlando front office said yeah well, well why not and we can also do some draft scouting from the guy that all the young dudes like anyway and that he knows. Right. So and okay, so that's win-win. so that's Orlando's angle. And yep. then Penny's angle, there's probably more than one. I think he really wanted to impress in that interview so word would get around. Sure. I think he's using it as leverage to get what he wants. Cause what was it last week? Larry Brown wasn't gonna come to Memphis, and now this week he is coming to Memphis. Yeah, not for nothing, but I, I had did, we did have some regulars come in the restaurant today that are pretty clued in with some like residential real, real estate. Yeah, and they said that Larry Brown was was signing like a two year lease on a pretty swank condo here in Memphis. So, mm-hmm. that's like a night and day flip for the University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. To just all of a sudden, it looks like Penny's getting what he wants. Yeah, I think really honestly, it was like a leverage move. Not to say that. Penny doesn't want to coach in the NBA. Probably does at some point, but I think he's got unfinished business here in Memphis, and he knows that. Yeah, 
He's would, always wanted to win. Here. It would look pretty poorly on him if he left without even making an NCAA tournament. But also, yeah. his you know, goal if, was to win here. If he if he did take the Orlando job, I wouldn't. I'd be a little salty, but I wouldn't fault it for him in the long run. No, know? no, that would be an immature way to look at it because that's a that's a step up. That's a promotion in life to coach the NBA and be back in the NBA. Not a bad fit for him. Young coach, young team fits. But maybe he's setting the seeds for his future, you know, setting the table, planting seeds to one day coach in the NBA. But I really honestly believe that Penny always has wanted to win in Memphis and that would be just a major, like, unfinished business situation for him. I don't think he's that kind of dude yeah. to just walk away. Sure. I mean, how many years did he play injured in the NBA mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to finish business, <laughs> trying to win a title? How many teams towards the end of his career? He was, like, on that Spurs team. He was on Miami for a second. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah. Phoenix with Jason Kidd, man. Back oh. backcourt 2000. <laughs> I guarantee you Penny wishes he had won a title in the NBA in his playing days. Like, that's unfinished business. But was not to be. I mean, he joined a bunch of teams at the end. Was it San Antonio or was it T-Mac on that team? You're, you're that thinking of T-Mac. T-Mac, yeah. Maybe it was the Miami situation when he played with Shaq again in Miami. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then I'm thinking of T-Mac on the Spurs. Yeah. Magic Phoenix, uh, two years with the Knicks, and then a yeah, year with Miami. Yeah. So close. Oh, What did you think he about was, oh. he was. I'm sorry, I just got to interject this thing. Uh, on December 12, 2007, he was waived by the Miami Heat in order to free up a team spot for free agent Luke Jackson. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah. I think he tried to sign with the Grizzlies after that, too. I think, and I think the Grizzlies should have signed him. How many Penny Hardaway Grizzlies jerseys were they as old? How many people would have gone to games just to see Penny in a Grizzlies jersey? I, I would have. I'd have one hanging up in my closet right now. Yeah, I think that was a huge fuck up by the Grizzlies not to give that guy at least like a one year deal, mm-hmm. just for the city. <laughs> he couldn't have cost much. I mean, no, vet minimum. Oh, what do you think about the Penny Hardaway thing? You brought it up. I think, I think, uh, you know, if uh, he wants to have an off season, as Brian said, then they're going to offer it to him. I, I wouldn't fault him for taking it. Mm-hmm. He'd be almost foolish not to, unless he just had some some pride pride with the city and the in the university. I think so. I don't know, man. Like you shouldn't be that. Lo- I mean, you should be loyal, but not, not that loyal. Well, he's got a better lifestyle. He's also keeping the university on its toes. Because seriously, think about it. Like the the U U of M would take a major dive <laughs> if he left. Yeah, man. <laughs> Price of the brick just went up. <laughs> the picture where it was before he got hired. It's where you'd be. I don't care who they bring in. It wouldn't be even close. True. So the kind of excitement and fandom you see right now. Yeah. 
They wouldn't be close. It wouldn't matter who they hired. I don't know, man. Those college jobs sound terrible to me. I, mean, I know they get pay, paid a lot, but damn, those are. Didn't they got to be on the phone and like? Some, yeah, and it's only going to get worse too. I know. Now you've got the G League shit, mm-hmm. the Ignite team, and that's probably going to expand at some point. You're going to yeah. have less players in college. Yeah, you spend your off season texting. 15 and 16 year olds mm-hmm. texting your own players mm-hmm. to make sure they're not bouncing. Yeah, but if that's your job, like, how, yeah. like, okay, so if you do that for five hours a day, is that really that tough? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's 24 7. Sure, maybe it is. Yeah, dude, when are, when are those five hours, dude? Teenagers don't wake up at <laughs> eight in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's golfing time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you just hit them before bedtime. Right. What's a teenager's bedtime? Lunchtime. 10? 11? 3? 2? Maybe? 1? I don't know. Bed, what, Bo, what will... How old is a teenager? Bo, what will your teenager's bedtime be when they're teenagers? I went to bed at midnight when I was a teenager, so... Midnight, 1, 2, whatever. Yeah, I think I just had to be quiet. I think I could pretty much do whatever I wanted late night as long as I didn't... <laughs> Cause any distractions or, you know. I wish I could remember. (laughs) Hey, Brian, will you pass me a beer? Sure, Jeff. Thanks. Brian's on beer control tonight. We got to get you a fridge in that that studio. Well, you know, I don't know about just spending money on things just to buy them. We brought that up and and Jeff goes, so I guess, yeah, I'll just like unplug it. Every week after the podcast and plug it back in. I'm like, dude, it's a refrigerator. It's like the it'll cost you like five bucks a month in electricity. Why would I you like unplug it? You could always just be back here on. Yeah. I like that idea, Jeff. You know what you could do is plug it in the night. No, keep it in your big your regular refrigerator unplugged. Then when you want to use it, bring it in the studio and plug it in, and then it's already cold, so you yeah, just described you a cooler, Bo. <laughs> I'm just trying to help Jeff out. I'll tell you what, the cooler thing here is working fine. Sure. When we get the studio sponsor and we move into a real office building, then we'll get a refrigerator, I promise. Get sponsored by Kenmore. <laughs> you get a nice refrigerator with like the with like the TV screen in it. Yeah, no. <laughs> sure whatever <laughs> i don't care shoot for the stars man it plays connor for real songs yes <laughs> or does it or it does <laughs> all right Bo, you had some good input for something you said you didn't want to talk about <laughs> i don't remember who brought it up i brought it up Bo brought it up and goes i don't really want to talk about this but <laughs> we shouldn't we shouldn't talk about this but this happened <laughs> And then we spent more time on it than we spent on any other coaches. Yeah. <laughs> All right. House of hoops. Fuck it. Let's move on. Let's talk about the lottery since we talked about our theories and who we wanted to see win it and who we didn't want to see win it, whatever, last week. Trying to look for a different angle, you know? Like, you can get all the details and you can get people's theories of, what players going to what team and who's going to draft where? You can get that anywhere. 
but we we wanted to give you reasons why to dislike a team getting it and why to like another team getting high lottery picks. So what were the big standouts? I got the odds and the results in front of me. I guess we can start at the bottom at like 14. Nothing was out of order until 9. Uh, I mean, 9 through 14 were exactly how they were supposed to play out. Nothing changed. So none of the teams that we wanted to see make a big jump, like New Orleans, San Antonio, or Indy, or even Charlotte, none of those teams moved up. They all drafted. They all uh, got the lottery pick they were supposed to get. The One of the big things that I saw right off the bat was – Orlando getting Chicago's pick at eight. That was interesting. That gives Orlando two top eight draft picks. They get number five and number eight. That's going to be big for Orlando, the young team looking to build. And then the next one, the next thing that I saw was, uh, Bo, you are not going to get a draft pick from Minnesota this year. Golden State's getting the seventh pick. Yep. So that's Golden State's getting a top 10 player this year to add and a number 14 player. Interesting. Brian, you liked Cleveland getting a high pick. They jumped up from fifth to third. Um, You hated OKC. They fell down from fourth to sixth. I think I hated Orlando too. You did not like it. I did not like. You didn't think Orlando deserved a good pick? No, I remember being high on Houston getting it. Orlando fell from third to fifth. Houston, you liked it for Steven Silas. Mm-hmm. Houston ended up with the number two pick. They were favored to get the first, just like Detroit, if I remember right. It's like the I think same. it was like a three-way tie for first, right? Right, something first, like that. Odds, yeah. Yeah, Bo lost his pick. That's true. No one got ridiculously lucky in this draft. Cleveland jumped up. Toronto jumped up from 7th to 4th, so that's good for them. Toronto's the only team up there that's not, like, super bad off. Is Toronto really bad off? I don't know. I mean, they're going to lose Kyle Lowry in free agency, so. Yeah. They got the number four pick. But, yeah, Detroit, Houston, and Cleveland, they're all fucking terrible teams. It looks like. It appears as of now. So they'll get the one, two, and three picks. I'm all right with that. It's fine. I didn't think Detroit deserved it, but so be it. Bo, what's the uh, what's the feeling around town in Minnesota? Have you talked to anybody about losing that pick? I was talking to a couple of my buddies that are Wolves fans, and they just—I asked them, "Is this what it like? Is this what it feels like to care about the Timberwolves?" And they said, "Yes. Welcome <laughs> to the welcome to the club." <laughs> you told me you thought that Minnesota was going to be good next year, anyway. I think they'll, they'll definitely be better than they were this year. Yeah. Uh, hmm. At least they should be. Hmm. Looks like Chris Finch is a real coach. Hmm. That's a big, big help. Anthony Edwards kind of turned it on too, so. Yeah, he did. I wasn't impressed with him, and I look stupid now. Well, he did yeah. better. He turned it so, on. If he is a consistent, if Anthony Edwards is like 18, 
20 points a game second year. Malik Beasley, still who is still in jail right now. <laughs> we can write him a letter if we want to or whatever. You know, and Towns is Towns or is a good version of Towns, and then D'Angelo Russell is decent. That's four good offensive players. Mm-hmm. They should win at least 22 games. Yeah, they should. I think they can win 30, 35 games. Okay. And maybe even more than that. Yeah, I don't feel like that's very good, but okay. It's better than they were. Yeah. And no, that's not very good, but if you if you were kind of playing roughly 500 ball and you get a good hot stretch for a month or two, then all of a sudden you've won 45 games. Yeah, I think they'll probably be lower, like 20 wins. Okay. I, I Everybody say, else is so good. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Any other thoughts about the lottery here? What are you guys thinking? Good for Detroit. Mm-hmm. That's a win for Detroit. Number one pick. Memphis has number 17 and number 51. That's about all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. And we can get into, I guess, what players we like at these picks. But let's hold off on that. You don't want to do that tonight, do you? Yeah, we can wait on that. Yeah, there's no rush. Just kind of take it step by step. But there you have it. Detroit, Houston, and Cleveland. Cleveland. J.B. Bickerstaff. Cleveland. Kevin Love. Cleveland. Taking L's. <laughs> All these mock drafts I look at show them taking Evan Mobley, and I just don't see that. I mean, the... the, the Number one pick is going to be Cade Cunningham. Sure. Detroit's going to take Cade Cunningham and pair him with Killian Haynes and yeah, the fucking other guy from Denver. Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty, that's a strong backcourt. Yeah. Even though, so. even though Jeremy Grant probably plays small ball power forward, but. He's good. Yeah. I hope they look good. Adding Cade Cunningham makes them a more fun team to watch. But yeah, just don't. Houston already has. They've got Seawood. So why do they want another? I don't understand why they would take Evan Mobley there. But I mean, all the mock, a lot of the mock drafts are showing them taking him. He must just be the best, best pick, man. He was best very, player. very impressive in the tournament. I don't think if you have the number two pick, you draft on need. I think you just take best yeah. available. Yeah. Highest scouted, highest scout rankings. You know, I think you just take the best guy. Sure. I just I think it makes more sense for them to take Jalen Green. Yeah, maybe. Who's to say either one of them's the better guy at this point? So the fucking drafts are always so sketchy. It's all unknown. So risky. I'm just looking forward to seeing some some cool suits. <laughs> What's the theme going to be this year? <laughs> colors. <laughs> Bright colors. Cool masks. <laughs> cool masks. I wonder if it'll be virtual this year. Probably. I would imagine so. Probably. Makes it way less interesting, the draft. I want to see them, you know? Not a video gif of a person. 
on the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see the festivities. I want to see the, everything. I don't, I don't know. It's fun. Get all the people in the arena. Everybody's. I don't know, man. I mean, it's the, the draft will be at the garden, right? So, I mean, everybody will have to be vaccinated to get in. So maybe they can do it. I don't see why they can't. Uh, I can see why they wouldn't. Yeah. Just to play into the NBA system of reducing contact Mm -hmm. that they've been doing since day one. I could see more like why they wouldn't than why they would. Yeah. Just to keep on pace of being the like overly cautious league. Is that all we got for the lottery, Bo? No, nothing else. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. We haven't even talked about basketball yet. Let's see. The official 12-man USA basketball team was announced for Tokyo. You want to hear it? Turn it off. Head coach Greg Popovich, assistant coaches Steve Kerr, Lloyd Pierce, and Jay Wright. Lloyd Pierce getting some work. Good Good for him. They will be coaching Bam Adambeo, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. This looks like all kinds of super team bullshit going on (laughs) in Tokyo this year. (laughs) Like, seriously, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Kevin Durant... Bradley Beal, <laughs> and then the Miami guy, Bam. Bam's there representing Miami. Draymond's there representing Golden State. Drew is there representing the Bucks. Zach Levine's representing the Bulls. <laughs> like Damian with Portland. It's like Kevin Love's going to get taken out on dates and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, so- it sounds like you're suggesting a collusion delusion. <laughs> this is insane. There's like one player, like Jeremy Grant. Is he going to recruit <laughs> Detroit players? This is insane. There's one player that no, there's not like double ups. <laughs> Jeremy Grant shows up and he's like, hey, next time y'all are in Detroit, I'll take you out for Greek food. <laughs> we'll go to Greek town. He's just going to try to be liked, I think. I don't know. Or maybe he's looking to get out of Detroit. I don't know. But uh, Tatum for Boston. I mean, you could say every one of these. It's just so strange. Like, there's the recruited, and then there's the recruiters. (laughs) It's so bizarre. And then you have to think that for every one of these players, there's a string of like five guys that connected to them, mm-hmm. like all interconnected. So bizarre. It's going to be interesting. I hope there's a really good Team USA beat writer on the scene filling us in on all the ins and outs of what's going on in Tokyo. Like that should be a job. The, who, who, who hires that guy? Like so he's shams. He's just gonna tweet stuff that Woj tweets, but before Woj tweets it, I want to know who's going out to eat dinner together. I want to know everything. Who's hanging out? Who's who's really like overly enjoying their time with other players? 
there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of dinners at Nobu. Nobu, You're like, oh man, they got a Nobu over here. <laughs> it's not like the most recognizable restaurant. Let's go to Nobu. <laughs> they got a TGI Fridays. They got a they got a Nobu. <laughs> Let's go get some sushi. <laughs> Any thoughts, Bo? I'll be watching. I'm really looking forward to the silver and bronze medal games. Those are always the best. Mm. Okay. Looks like a loaded team. They should have no problem beating most teams. No, they, if Durant can be the alpha and then they have shooting around him, it should be fine. I mean, they've got some they've got some defense on that team too. So. Yeah. Sure. Can they beat Canada? Listen to this Canada team. They got that uh, Dort character from Oklahoma, Trey sure. Bell Haynes. Some of these guys are irrelevant. Corey R- Joseph, Dwight Powell, R.J. Barrett, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, Anthony Bennett. Interesting that uh, Dylan Brooks is not going to be on the Canadian team. Hmm. I wonder what that's all about. He's not interested in all that super team shit, huh? That's a that's kind of a that's a bummer. I'd get a I'd get a Team Canada Dylan Brooks jersey. Sure. No Dylan Brooks. I think Team USA slightly edges out Team Canada. <laughs> I don't know who their biggest competition is going to be. Who's know. uh who's playing for uh Espana? Right. I don't know. Oh, I've got the Wikipedia for basketball in Spain here. Basketball is a popular sport in Spain. Second only in uh, in popularity, only to association football. Soccer. They called pal. <laughs> Who did? Spain included Pal Gasol and his preliminary oh. squad for the Tokyo Olympics on Saturday. <laughs> this article came out on the 12th of June. You're going to try to get up and down the court, huh? Gasol's brother Mark also made the list, as did Ricky Rubio. Okay. They're just getting the band back together. Let's see. Who else is good? Uh, we got a – oh, Rudy Fernandez. Remember that guy? Yeah. Um, the Hernan Gomez brothers. Good, good. This is the preliminary team, so I don't know if it's uh, – I don't know if Spain is set in stone yet. but Right. Australia's got Dante Exum and Matthew Delavadova, Joe Ingles, Patty Mills. Ingles. <laughs> Matisse Thibault. That's a tough squad. I got some players. Aaron Baines. Australia's not a no slouch here. Let's see. Lithuania. Uh, what, 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 which one do we want to look at? Argentina? Serbia? There's so many, dude. How much time do we want to spend on this? I mean, we can probably cover most of it while it's going on. Yeah. That's a good point. Let's hold off on this till the NBA's over. <laughs> let's see anything else in the news Bo you see anything um, did we talk about Penny Hardaway <laughs> uh, what happened he's he's moving into um, he bought a boat uh, why would he buy a boat living in Memphis is, he, is it because he's going to Orlando mm. he could be he'd be, he'd be going to Pickwick <laughs> He's moving into Tubby Smith's assisted living to help him out. 
Hmm. Nah, Tubby's like 69, man. Trey Young got hurt. He's got bone bruises. That's yeah, it's not good. He's questionable for the next game. Oh, no, he's fucked. I think that's it for Atlanta. They were already kind of losing steam, I felt like. They just lost two in a row last week. Yeah, I mean, they weren't they weren't out of that game until the injury. Mm-hmm. Dang, that was a close game. That was the death knell. Yeah, they were up with I like nailed. seven minutes left in the game, dude. Atlanta was winning pretty decently. Like seven minutes left in the game, man. They needed that one. Yeah, the Trey run. Trey Young injury does not look good. No. Let's kind of move into playoffs. We're down to the final four. Conference finals. Last week, the Clippers won one game. Phoenix won two games. Who won the game tonight? Clippers won 116-102. to 102. Okay. We just watched it, that's, Jeff. I know, man. I'm all fucked up. For anybody listening, that's why the maybe the start of the pod was a little slow because we were watching basketball. Yeah, we were watching the game, but I quickly turned away. I didn't even see who won. So, yeah, now the Clippers are damn they won that game huh mm-hmm. so it's phoenix yeah. is up three to two okay phoenix suns cameron payne's been playing well all week i don't know what he did tonight mm. what did he do tonight i mean he had 13 minutes because chris paul had 36 he had five points uh three rebounds two assists he is plus four so Booker played 43 with 31 points, four rebounds, three assists. He was four or six from three. Played a little better in the mask tonight. Okay. Chris Paul with 22, eight assists. Uh, He was 0 of six from three. That is not good. Doesn't look like either team shot particularly well from three, 33 to 34. Yeah, I mean, the story of the game was Kevin Durant, Paul George. <laughs> Paul George did a Kevin Durant. He had a huge game. Marcus Morris had a huge game. He had like 20 points in the first half, right? Dang. He was he was all over the damn place. Good game out of Reggie Jackson. Your uh, NBA Finals MVP. That's it, yeah. Yeah, Paul George went the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Tonight. 41, 13, and 6. Three steals. What really jumps out to me, 8 for 8 from the three point, or free, free throw line. So he hit all his free throws. Hmm. I'd say that's some pretty good team free throw shooting, 14 of 15. Mm-hmm. That Phoenix was 17 of 20. It's not really an edge there. DeMarcus Cousins with 15 points. I saw he was in the first half. He was... Really getting it going in 11 minutes. And he hit his free throw. <laughs> and he missed two threes. Why? <laughs> two threes. Boogie! <laughs> Rondo DNP. Yeah, why? I mean, clearly it worked because they won, but. Bo watched no games at all this week? That's correct. You sound proud of that. No, I'm just. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yes. 
I don't care if you didn't watch games. I'm just happy you're here tonight. If I had time to do it, I would, but well. it stays light here till about 9.45 right now. Mm-hmm. The final should have been over three weeks ago. Hmm. I guess so. And, uh, and next year it will be. Yeah, it's just, it's with all my youngins and summertime stuff, the night doesn't stop till about 9.30, 9.45, and then hmm. these games are already over by then. Let's see. Game two Tuesday was the uh, the Aiton alley-oop. That game took forever to finish. I didn't really care how long it took to finish. I, I enjoyed every minute of that game. Unreal execution at the end of that game. That pass from Crowder to Aiton. Yeah, the Jay Triano play. That was sick. That was also that big campaign game, 29 points, 9 dimes. Dario played really well at the beginning of that game. It's a fun game. Yeah, I, cl- I closed the restaurant that night. Yeah. And, uh, I made, the I made like, the kitchen staff stop and watch the replay. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all like, we don't care. <laughs> well, because I, like, I was like, well, they only have time. They've got time for one play. They have to alley-oop it. Yeah. And they got to dunk it. And that's, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, reading all the stories about the you know because that that play happened. The Phoenix Phoenix Suns executed that against the Grizzlies mm-hmm. a few years ago. It was uh, the Jay Triano mm-hmm. knew that there, you couldn't have a you could not call goaltending on an inbounds yeah. play. Mm-hmm. That was Tyson Chandler executed mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, I remember. I remember, I remember being fucking devastated. Yeah, he just barely touched <laughs> it. Like Tyson, like, just barely touched it. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. It was uh, kind of funny how quick those Clippers players were to signal goaltending. Oh, yeah. Paul George and stuff like I think the mm-hmm. first one. Yeah. And I think Rondo. Paul George especially, though, immediately was throwing the goaltending mm-hmm. signal. And I was like, this dude has been in the league for how mm-hmm. long? <laughs> and he's played in how many all-star games and everything. And he, he just didn't know. It's crazy. Like you'd think the players would know all the rules, especially since it's been done before. Right, seldom, but done, mm-hmm. but done nonetheless. Why don't you just do that every fucking play? <laughs> I think it's hard to time that out. Yeah, the, I think the, the did the Grizzlies successfully execute that, or did they try to execute it and fail? Because I seem to remember after Phoenix did that to us. God, I'm sure it's been tried. We tried to do the same thing. I, th- I think it's tough. Uh, tough play to pull off. Yeah. Aiton's athletic enough mm-hmm. and big enough, long enough. But it took a really good screen for him to even get open from Booker. That was that was a great screen. Yeah. So dude did that with a broken nose. I think it's tough to actually get like that clear at the basket, like going towards the basket. Yeah. There was a clip I saw after the game where Monty Williams is kind of explaining what they're gonna do and he just grabs Aiton and he goes yeah. All right. If he th- if he throws it up there, you gotta like dunk it. <laughs> He's throw it up there, dunk it. Get up there and dunk it. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Let's see. The next game I watched between those two teams was Game Four on Saturday. Phoenix was up two one in the series. They went way up at the half, fifty to thirty six. And I was thinking, this is huge if the Suns get this one in L.A. because then they'll be up 3-1 going back to Phoenix, which was tonight. Should have been 
Should have been the end of it tonight. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. The Clippers won. It's nuts. I thought the series was over. You know how much money I just lost. <laughs> <sighs> it's not funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's fucking not funny. I thought this was over. At the half of that game, it looked like Phoenix preached defense, and the Clippers were preaching keep shooting threes. It kind of paid off, but uh, there was not much scoring, if I remember right. Let's see. One thing, Jeff Van Gundy said Phoenix was in the position they're in, which is winning playoff games because they added skill, age, and edge, meaning their younger players skilled up. They brought age in with like Chris Paul, and they added edge with guys like Jay Crowder. They just combined all those things and all those things together have really paid off for Phoenix. I think that's what Van Gundy was trying to get at. In the third quarter of this game, there was only one three made in the whole game. It was a one-point game, 70-71 to 71 with eight minutes left in the game. Like nobody could score. With four minutes left, it's 75-74 to 74 Phoenix. Like a close finish all the way. 79-78 Suns with 13 seconds left. And then CP3 hits free throws after an intentional foul. The Clippers basically had one chance at a three. I was thinking to try to tie it up with seven seconds left. Phoenix fouled. Didn't let them get the three off. And then there's a lot more free throws, but Phoenix ended up getting the huge road win, 84-80. The Suns and Clippers combined to shoot nine of 51 from three in that game. Oh. Yeah, that's a crazy score for a Suns Clippers game. Yeah. That was a fun game to watch, though. That was my favorite game. Well, I like the eight and alley oop, the eight and oop, but uh, that was the one I enjoyed the most, actually. Because I kind of liked it that neither team could score. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is really going to come down to it. Yeah. I like a good defensive matchup. Ah, I'm so blown away that the Clippers won tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be over. Phoenix, that's a blown opportunity, man. They just opened the window for a loss. Because now they got to go back to L.A. for game six, right? Mm. Not good. Uh, this is probably going to go seven now. Is the Clippers really going to lose at home after winning? Ugh. I don't know. Maybe this is the wake-up call Phoenix needs. Hard to say. Any uh, thoughts? I'm surprised at how well Paul George played like tonight. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to suck in the playoffs or not be clutch, but look at Mr. George. Playoff P? Yeah. <laughs> Paul George, what else? I'm surprised and not surprised. Yeah. He's good, obviously. But I didn't think he'd be enough to beat Phoenix at this point twice. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I need more from Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges can't be getting five points. He can't be shooting two threes in a game. No. What's that all about? There's low minutes, too. Only 28 minutes. Mikel Bridges needs to be like the the third man in a big three. He needs to be more of an option than that. 
It's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, and Aiden only took nine shots. Mm-mm. That's not that ain't the answer. Yeah, it's a low low uh, performance game from Aiden. What did the Clippers do differently? I wish I would could have watched the game. Is this correct? Did did the Clippers start Terrence Mann at center tonight? They play small ball. Oh, that's right because uh, Zubak was out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they they played. They started with a small ball lineup, and maybe that's the key. Wow. Maybe that's the answer to beat the well, Suns. Well, they played Boogie a bit too, right? Yeah, I mean the biggest guys on the floor in their mm-hmm. in their starting lineup were Marcus Morris Senior and Paul George. It looks like. Yeah, I bet Batum played a lot of center too. He yeah. logged almost thirty minutes. He's just giving Aiton as much hell as he could, I guess. Interesting game. I have to go back and rewatch that one tomorrow. I mean, I still think it's the Suns series to lose. I think that they, I still think they come out on top. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they got to lose twice. They only got to win one. Can't not believe they lost that game. I know you. Fuck. <laughs> you got you got some sort of interest in the Suns winning, Jeff? I'm absolutely okay. <laughs> Let's see. Switch over to the Hawks Bucks series. Last week, the Hawks won a game. Milwaukee won a two-a game. They won. Milwaukee won a game by a thousand points too. That's true. They had the blowout game, and it was game two. Atlanta won in Milwaukee, and then Milwaukee blew out Atlanta, and they haven't looked back. Basically, they won two in a row. I think uh, it's quite possible that Atlanta's running out of steam. I think they've been worn down mentally and physically. Milwaukee's been there. They know what it takes. They've done this. Atlanta has not. Yeah. I think Milwaukee's really just kind of outlasting Atlanta. No tray, no wins. That's like you you brought up a couple times. It comes down to who's healthy and who's not. Health has been everything, especially Mm -hmm. this year, for whatever reason. It's been more important than anything. Every time a team loses a player, they lose a series. Mm-hmm. Not the Clippers. <laughs> Not yet. But they had Kawhi in the last series. Mm-hmm. He finished out that series. If the Clippers lose this series, I mean, you can definitely look at Kawhi's injury as like a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Huge. Even though they had Kawhi last year and lost early in the playoffs, but they also had Doc Rivers. So, who knows what happened? Atlanta loses this series. You got to kind of look at it as Trey Young. Like that's the defining moment is when Trey Young get, gets hurt, stepping on that referee's ankle. <laughs> is that the Mike Breen call? So great. <laughs> he said it. He said it so seriously. It was fucking hilarious. He goes. <laughs> the Clippers were making a comeback, and he, go, he cuts over to Kawhi, and Kawhi is just like totally in tune on the game, just staring at the game. Yeah, and uh, no, no emotion. <laughs> Mike Free, just out of nowhere, Kawhi Leonard is going crazy, and he, like, I saw that it was so hilarious. He's just dead face, staring at the game, like stroking his chin, like just 
thinking about what's going on in the game. And uh, you could hear, like, Mark Jackson start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's laughing pretty hard. He's like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard yeah. Breen say yeah. ever. He's a Mike Breen is a he's a gem, dude. I love <laughs> Mike Breen. He's so solidified. He solidified himself in broadcaster history with that one. Because <laughs> that was such a kawaii thing to not be reacting mm, at yeah. all, and it was like he's like, yeah, what did you expect? <laughs> like Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, and like, what would be the complete opposite of what you would expect yeah. from Kawhi Leonard is for him to be going crazy. <laughs> He popped up on screen, and Mike Breen just—he already had it. As soon as he saw Kawhi, that went in his head. He already knew. Yeah, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is going crazy. <laughs> I saw that in real time, and I—I I, I, I laughed out loud. <laughs> you can hear Mark Jackson and the other guys laughing too, which is the best part. <laughs> Like real laughing, not like fake. Yeah, laughing at the other guy's stupid joke or whatever. <laughs> we mentioned Drew Holiday. I don't know if he have, has had much of an effect on Trey Young. Trey Young, the way he was playing before he got hurt, he's playing like he just doesn't have a care in the world. Just free and loose every game. PJ Tucker for the Bucks. I think his attitude is underrated as a benefit for the Bucks. I think Giannis really likes having like this tough big brother type that's around and down to clown. I think that's a good fit for whatever reason. PJ Tucker and Giannis. Like they're both like bash brothers mentally. They think they are. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. Like they're on the same page mentally, I think. Or wanna be. <laughs> like I think they feed off each other. I've noticed that in the games. Like they're just they're definitely like high fiving and, and there's a lot of moral support going mm-hmm. on on both ends. Like they respect like game respect game kind of thing. You know? Portis has been a revelation too. He's played really well. Yeah. Um Bobby Portis. Hollinger posted a clip to Twitter. He was kind of talking about how they were getting John Collins into into foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And they showed Portis kind of leaking out to cover the three-point shooter at the top of the key. Whoever it is on Atlanta shooting the three, when they move the ball around, Portis closes out. So if they miss, Portis is then leaking out and kind of at the head of the break. Mm-hmm. And so Collins has to adjust and chase Bobby Portis down to stop him from scoring on the other end. Mm-hmm. And so he just fouls Bobby Portis so he doesn't get the easy bucket. Yeah, well, That's pretty – Pretty smart coaching from from old yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. He's using call, creating havoc. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, because if you missed a shot, you just you rebound it and chuck it down to Bobby Portis. He's already streaking down the court. And yeah. then what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Let him score. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to use Portis. Mm-hmm. I like that. And just think, like a week ago, everybody wanted Budenholzer fired. Yeah, so ridiculous. Who who thought that? Everyone. Fucking everyone. Me. <laughs> everyone that was watching the series. Everyone that watched Atlanta win the first game in Milwaukee. I think continuity is a good thing. I'm with you, Bo. 
think you're right. I think maybe even if Terry Stotts is flaming out, I don't know if that's really his fault. I, I can understand stand getting rid of a coach in certain situations, but you know you got to know who you are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like Dame's good enough to get you to the edge to want like to the edge of winning a series, and if you lose a series, it's you lose the series. So what? Mm-hmm. Everybody got paid. Everybody's happy. Move on. You yeah. want to win, but you can't always win. Yeah, it just seems like everybody puts such an emphasis on like winning right now. Like if you don't win this year, it's a disaster. And oh God, what is this team gonna do next year? How do they all come together again after losing? It's like sometimes you gotta lose and uh, maybe yeah. stack up a couple of extra players, whatever you can get that you think uh, can help you win, and and just keep going at it. Like, what did yeah. the Spurs do every year? Well, exactly. Like, how do you make a Popovich? You don't fire him, right? I, I mean, not that not not that you keep Mark Ivaroni as a Grizzlies head coach for the last ten years, but there, you know, you have to. Sometimes guys need to be able be able to fail and not fear losing their everything they got. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think the the ready set fire coach button needs to be cooled off a little bit. In some cases, it's warranted, but. I mean, take a look at Dallas. I don't know if Carlisle, that, that situation needed to go that way. There's obviously well, other things the, in play. Yeah, that was a whole different situation. So Yeah, but there's no reason that couldn't have been worked out and gone forward there, I feel like. I don't know. Find another way to figure it out. Yeah. Firing guys. Everybody's so quick to fire everyone. Terry Stotts. Was it necessary? Just not so sure. I don't think they're going to get more players just because Chauncey Billups is in. It's the head coach. Anything? Uh, anything you want to bring up? Or I know you didn't watch much hoops. I'm interested to see if Trey, if he comes back or if he plays, how he looks. Obviously, that's going to be a big factor in that series. Mm-hmm. I don't think he plays, man. Bone bruise? Isn't that like... That could be... a beginning of a fracture is what a bone bruise is. Yeah, that could be really bad. Especially in the foot. It's one thing to have a bone bruise in your, say, off-shooting elbow. You can probably make that work because you're not really putting weight on that, per se. Mm -hmm. But your foot... That's crazy that that the... uh, He stepped on the ref like he did. so random like literally had his back to the ref and put his foot out and stepped on him like that so i you know my i guess we could make quick predictions that's something to hold ourselves accountable for Mm. i think it's sun's bucks in the finals yeah yeah i think that's pretty much what we're looking at because you had utah and denver coming out of the west (laughs) And then he went with Milwaukee. You've already kind of gone on the record with Milwaukee winning that series. So, well, I said the Nets were going to come out, right? Of but the la- East. last week you went with uh, Milwaukee winning. Yeah, this, I've been. Yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've been counting Atlanta out this whole time. So, yeah, that you have. 
I don't know, predictions. The series, uh, the, the teams haven't changed since last time we recorded. So the predictions from the last episode hold. <laughs> yeah. Brian, you got anything else on Milwaukee, Atlanta? Just the obvious observation that if Trey Young is unable to come back, they don't win another game. Yeah. That's probably probably true. Feels right that he's the catalyst yeah. on that team. Unrelated, the light switch in your restroom is shorting out. Yes, it is. So <laughs> feel free to come over and fix that. Just a heads up. I have uh, a new switch. You got a switch? Yeah. Um, I just don't want to die. Just need a, it on. just need a flashlight and show me your fuse box, and we'll, we'll get it figured out. Yeah, I mean, not it. tonight, but let's do it tonight. Mm. Fuse box is out back. No, in the shed. <laughs> oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> guard. <laughs> hey, will you bear me one last? Bo's probably about ready to get out of here. I'll be here, both. I beard, I beard you earlier. There's a oh, beer cool. right in front of you. Well, let me just drink that one then. Hey, yeah. I saw this one quote from Wendell Carter, who's you know going to Orlando next year. Well, he currently plays in Orlando. Well, he's going to play for Orlando next year. He said it's a huge opportunity for me coming to Orlando, and I'm going to do everything I can to flourish. Sounds motivated. Good for him. Change the scenery, some sunshine. Get out of that dreary old Chicago. Sure. You think Penny can motivate him? (laughs) (laughs) They might have to bring in David Vaughn. I mean, they'll probably bring in Larry Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Uh, Let's see. What's going on next week? Anything with you guys? Nothing too wild, no. I'm around. We've got basketball every night this week. I'm going to try to watch. Mm-hmm. Tuesday's Milwaukee-Atlanta game four. Wednesday is a very, very important Phoenix Clippers game six. Thursday would be Atlanta-Milwaukee game five, which would be a possible closeout game for Milwaukee. And then Friday and Saturday are ifs, if necessaries. Sunday, no game scheduled. It's July 4th, right? Sunday is July 4th. (laughs) We're going to celebrate our independence by not watching basketball. Bo, you get the whole day. You don't even have to even think about not watching basketball. That's right. You can just spark up the barbecue and... Overfeed those kids so they uh, pass out early. There it is. <laughs> just just give them a whole jar of melatonin and watch some hoops. Eat another hot dog, boy. That's right. <laughs> Fourth of July. What a beautiful day. I think I'll spend it on the golf course somewhere. Nice. I don't give a shit. I'll find somebody to go play. I'd go play with you, but I hate golf, and uh, I'll be at the pool all day. So, Yeah, that sounds fucking boring. We're going to smoke some wings. Well, that sounds good. Do some swimming. 
Eat some ranch. Drink some beers. And some sweet tea. Mostly beers. And Maybe some Dr. Pepper Zeros. <laughs> About 19. <laughs> So your family does it. We all drank about 19 Dr. Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess we'll send it off. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Bo, for joining us. I know you're tired. I know you're stressing, man. Thank you for doing this week in and week out. I'm good, man. Uh, even if you don't watch basketball, I like you being here. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I would... I want to watch basketball. It's you got to find a way to watch like a game. Yeah, like whether whether it's a rewatch or what. Come on, come on, get it together. You got to find something to like have like a idea of what's going on. I mean, Bo can not watch a basketball game all week and still be more prepared on the news than I am. So, yeah, I don't know how that's possible, but I just feel like you need to keep. Like some kind of pulse on what's going I, on. <laughs> my summer is evolving. I'm working on it. Yeah, you put those kids in a camp, dude. Do we need to like switch a back you know to like days? a like a sports camp? Not, um, that sounded <laughs> no, it sounded terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got you know what I mean. Camp. They got art camp, dude. It's like <laughs> they get three hour camp here and swimming lessons there and. Then lunch and dinner and snack that here. How old do they have to be to go to like sleepover camp? Yeah, like an overnight camp, you know, where you like uh, you load you them. like load them on a oh. train and for three months. Nah, I mean that's not. I mean, <laughs> wow, just I'm digging myself worse. a hole here, man. My, you know, they go somewhere. Def- smoke. My oldest is definitely high. ready for like she could do a week long camp probably with some friends. Uh huh. But the COVID things kind of put a wrench in those things. Yeah. Would you be better suited recording during the day? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll continue. Or not no, um, in the fall, when school starts back, I can do daytime stuff. Yeah. And if you need to take a week off here and there, just let me know. Jeff's here slowly trying to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> not even. I just want you to like not feel like you're tied down to this. No, man, I'm. This is great. This, this is, is like on the calendar. It it's all happening. Right. All right, all right. This is a good thing. Good, beautiful. What I want to hear. I just like I said, it's it's. If my night doesn't stop at until ten p.m., it's hard to watch a three-hour basketball game. During the season, you can watch, you know, the the West Coast late tips, but well, once you hit the, the season, semifinals, though, it's kind of you know, those games aren't coming on at nine, ten o'clock at night. They're coming on at seven, well, eight if you're lucky. Well, but during the season, though, I I can catch a second half of the game because the kids are going to bed at you know eight thirty because they got to get up and go to school, mm-hmm. and it's already dark and twenty two degrees outside at eight thirty. You know, and they don't want to be outside anyway. All I'm going to say is this is a grind for everyone. And if you want something, you've got to really work for it. And if you want to be good at something, you've got to be willing to put the work in. (laughs) 
you think it's easy for me? It's not. Never and, said it was. And you know what? Next week, you know, Brian will be here. But the week after that, I think it's just you and me. So we better start uh, paying attention a little bit. <laughs> Let's see what week is that. Week 30 in the NBA. So that's it's going to be uh, just you and me probably. July 12th. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I can get Pat on here. Oh, Come I in you. here and yell at us. <laughs> I'll make some shit happen. I'll I'll see if I. Well, let's see. Next week, I'm not buying a car in Fargo, nor mm-hmm. going to a, my neighbor's cabin. So yeah, that's cool. And I understand these things happen. I totally understand. That's why, I, like, I'm really not giving you shit. Just you know, what can we do? Like, I'm constantly one, like, thinking to myself, what can I do to be better? What you mean, like, what? Can you do to treat Bo better? <laughs> I, I feel like I think about that often. Nah. Bo, <laughs> Bo's fine. Bo's a big boy. He knows this is really just for fun. I got thick skin, maybe. I can't help but to, you know, and and maybe maybe I can pick up the effort for both of us. Not likely. You know, I want to do fucking shit too. I want to fuck off and just watch Ghost <laughs> or Workaholics, go through the entire catalog of Workaholics. I want to do stuff like that. And sometimes I do. But I don't have three kids, but I do have a job. I don't know where I'm going with this. All I'm hey, saying man, I'll is... Get, I'll, I'll get a job and have still have three kids. All I'm saying no, is... No, 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 no. If you don't have to do that, don't. All I'm saying is... That. All I'm saying is that I've put this pressure on myself and it's really not fair for me to put the pressure on you too. <laughs> hey man, I'm doing the best I can. I understand. I appreciate that. Kate's Kate's job is like she's doing okay, but it's a lot. She's like American ninja warrior or something. She's just working, hustling. What's man. her side hustle? Uh delivering babies that's the side hustle the main hustle is surgery mm. gynecological surgery mm. did you just suggest she's like the american ninja warrior of vaginas <laughs> no i just meant she's like the, the, the hard working part, one <laughs> the best part about like her job and what she does is when i like meet one of her co-workers for the first time i can like tell like tell that co-worker some like rancid vagina joke and it's okay (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't do that but if if the opportunity presents itself and it's kind of a clean delivery type of deal i'll go for it i'm not shy you usually can't do that with your wife's coworkers. just like say something like ridiculous about a vagina nah but uh i can pull that off it says enviable (laughs) (laughs) Whatever blows your hair back, man. Hey, I don't do it often, but when, like I said, when the delivery's there and the timing's there, I'll do it. If that's the kind of humor that you get off on, <laughs> sure thing, Bo. <laughs> Sicko. <laughs> you sick maniac. I got nothing left. All right. Let's call it a night. Yeah. So thank you, Brian. I think uh, I already thanked Bo enough. Thank you, Brian, for being here. I appreciate you as well. Happy to be here, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, anybody that listened. That's the show.
stand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Check this out though. O A K L A N D C A M C. You think it's fade D? <laughs> a B C ya. And I wouldn't wanna be ya. O A K L A N D C A M C. You think it mark me? You must be crazy. I'm sharp as a laser. Ask any player from the bay. Bet you they tell you I'm flavor. Ramaya of the gay area. Stay in various perilous predicaments with nefarious terrorists that traverse like tarantulas. Living gargantuan. Y'all niggas be like ants to us. When the cannons bust, we ain't around. That ain't the plan. We much too illustrious. We crush. Hash block. Smell that purple on the Ava block. Or strip. What you want? A quarter of zip? Hurry up, cause the roll is a trip. Patrol. And whips looking for niggas with boulders to fill their quota with. You know my flow is sick. You need to put my ringtone on your Motorola flip, cause you know it's ship. Fuck a hoe and a bitch. And what that means, catch the teens so they grow up as black queens. I don't care if your mama was a crack fiend. I ain't mad at the Mac Supreme, cause you should have kept your act clean. Everybody do what you got yourself into, but be cool. Play the game right in the daylight. It ain't the same when it became night. Hey, I make my Microphones twice as potent Funk for ya Imported from Oakland Crispy clean Bitch we mean Straight savages Take it to your cabbage Round it off to the averages Assholes trying to pass go Lasso the lost souls With my boss flow Hostile head cases Turn to fed cases Life is too short So don't waste it Learn to tie your shoelaces Before you take steps Wait just a second To see if it even makes sense Fake hoes They chose me But they foolish First off ain't no Funds Cause it's few and far between So you start to see how dumb fucking niggas in cars can be But fuck it, cause it got to get you like gimme If you're caught out there, well game is taught there Not at all fair and that's fair enough Cause when I get my fingers on a clutch, eat my dust Mushrooms, hair, Ron and Thiz Hover rocks, ice and prescription cannabis Cops come and cruise, dismantle your crib Strays make grazier, you might not live More motherfuckers take than give but the Black Panthers and the Muslims pump their fists As a young star I grew up amongst this shit And I can't move too far away cause I'm from the shit My hunger is based on my days When I didn't have money, didn't get A's Quick as a whip but the streets was a phase Short lived cause I thought of life before then Slavery, Jim Crow, that there's my kinfolk Then there was Rakim's, I ain't no joke uh, Asians, Mexicans, Filipinos Vietnamese, Japanese, a few white people Samoans, nerds, jocks, prep stoners A few niggas like me getting they flow on Graph writers, hoes wearing their pants tighter Young players where the fast life was Laval, Silver Ball, Leopold's Some of my partners didn't live to be that old Some of them went to prison for keys of coke I'm just flipping through some memories of old Roll through Oakland to see how my people's living Now the whole Bay Area's my people's dig it Unity, you and me, yeah, that's the T 
ticket Nigga, I'm from the grain, get it how you get it Be foxy, but don't cross me Always reach for better, that's a boss to me Sir Diesel, 5150 5,000 till the next time I get busy Now admit it, motherfucker, niggas can't fuck with me The funky homo sapien, a whole new breed Too cool to pee, fluent speech, fools will peep Once the news will leak, see all over the street That diesel breeze through beats Oh, forgot to let you know, I'm a producer too My beats are impeccable, high rolls, my bros Respect the O-Ho, young D Next to blow, affect the hoe F and glow, check your chest with a stethoscope And your pulse if you think I'm less than dope Cocaine flow froze your brain That negro insane, tried to told your man Cobra fangs, poke your dang close range Like a choke chain, showing up the ropes of the game On the real side, feel pride in my citywide community Cause I remember when you was me Some don't, they won't come to grips Come amongst some ships and wanna stunt and flaunt their grip But you know niggas Want your shit, I would keep that shit tucked instead of acting like you on some shit Nigga, I'm on some shit you don't wanna miss The same go for my whole conglomerate A plus nigga, he beyond the glitz All mamas holler when you want some monster hits That's different from the rest of these nondescript carbon kits Yeah, nigga, fuck it Tired of telling you dumb niggas about the Bay Area, man. You ain't get it yet, then you need a hearing aid, nigga. Diesel, C U B E Z. That's why you dumb niggas don't know how to spell. Earn your motherfucking agency. Quit talking shit, man. You niggas be using our slang and every fucking thing.